complete works of swami vivekananda we have seen four sessions today is the fifth session om shri gurubhyo namaha hari hi om shri ganeshaya namaha dr krishnamurthi shastri dambe punacha karnataka india hints on practical spirituality delivered at the home of truth los angeles california this morning i shall try to present to you some ideas about breathing and other exercises we have been discussing theories so long that now it will be well to have a little of the practical a great many books have been written in india upon this subject just as your people are practical in many things so it seems our people are practical in this line five persons in this country will join their heads together and say we will have a joint stock company and in five hours it is done in india they could not do it in 50 years they are so unpractical in matters like this but mark you if a man starts a system of philosophy however wild its theory may be it will have followers for instance a sect is started to teach that if a man stands on one leg for 12 years day and night he will get salvation there will be hundreds ready to stand on one leg all the suffering will be quietly borne there are people who keep their arms unappraised uh, for years to gain religion's religious merit i have seen hundreds of them and mind you they are not always ignorant fools but are men who will astonish you with the depth and breadth of their intellect so you see the word practical is also relative we are always making this mistake in judging others we are always inclined to think that our little mental universe is all that is our ethics our morality our sense of duty our sense of utility are the only things that are worth having the other day when i was going to europe i was passing through marseilles where a bull fight was being held all the englishmen in the steamer were mad with excitement abusing and criticizing the whole thing as cruel when i reached england i heard of a party of prize fighters who had been to paris and were kicked out unceremoniously by the french who thought prize fighting very brutal when i hear these things in various countries i begin to understand the marvelous saying of christ judge not that ye be not judged the more we learn the more he find out how ignorant we are how multiform and multisided in this mind of man when i was a boy i used to criticize the ascetic practices of my countrymen great preachers in our own land have criticized them greatest man that was ever born buddha himself criticized them but all the same as i am growing older i feel that i have no right to judge sometimes i wish that in spite of all their incongruences incongruities i had one fragment of their power to do and suffer often i think that my judgment and my criticism do not proceed from any dislike of torture but from sheer cowardice because i cannot do it i dare not to do it then you see that strength power and courage are things 
which are very peculiar we generally say a courageous man a brave man a daring man but we must bear in mind that that courage or bravery or any other trait does not always characterize the man the same man who would rush to the mouth of a cannon shrinks from the knife of the surgeon and another man who never dares to face a gun will calmly bear a severe surgical operation if need be now in judging others you must always define your terms of courage or greatness the man whom i am criticizing as not good may be wonderfully so in some points in which i am not take another example you often not uh, often note when people are discussing as to what man and woman can do always the same mistake is made they think they show man at his best because he can fight for instance and undergo tremendous physical exertion and this is pitted against the physical weakness and non combating quality of woman this is unjust woman is a courageous as man woman is as courageous as man each is equally good in his or her way what man can bring up a child with such patience endurance and love as the woman can the one has developed the power of doing the other the power of suffering if woman cannot act neither can man suffer the whole universe is one of perfect balance i do not know but some day we may wake up and find that the mere worm has something which balances our manhood the mo- see now we are seeing it mere corona is balancing the human is imbalancing our manhood the corona is a minutest part uh, invisible virus but it is uh, shaking us the most wicked person may have some good qualities that i entirely lack i see that every day of my life look at the savage i wish i had such a splendid physique he eats he drinks to his heart's content without knowing perhaps what sickness is while i am suffering every minute how many times would i have been glad to have changed my brain for his body the whole universe is only a wave and a hollow there can be no wave without a hollow balance everywhere you have one thing great your neighbor has another thing great when you are judging man and woman judge them by the standard of their respective greatness one cannot be in their shoes the one has no right to say that the other is wicked it is the same old superstition that says if this is done the world will go to ruin but in spite of this the world has not yet come to ruin ruin it was said in this country that if the negroes were freed the country would go to ruin but did it it was also said that if the masses were educated the world would come to ruin but it was only made better several years ago a book came out depicting the worst thing that could happen to england the writer showed that as workmen's wages were rising english commerce was declining a cry was raised that the workmen in england were exorbitant exorbitant in their demands and that germans worked for less wages a commission was sent over to germany to investigate this and it 
reported that the german laborers received higher wages why was it so because of the education of the masses then how about the world going to ruin if the masses are educated in india especially we meet with old fojisa over the land they want to keep everything secret from the masses these people come to the very satisfying conclusion that they are the cream de la cream of this universe they believed they cannot be hurt by these dangerous experiments it is only the masses that can be hurt by them now coming back to the practical the subject of the practical application of psychology has been taken up in india from very early times about 1400 years before christ there flourished in india a great philosopher patanjali by name he connected the facts evidences and researches in psychology and took advantages advantage of the experiences accumulated in the past remember this world is very old it was not created only 2 or 3000 years ago it is taught here in the west that society began 1800 years ago with the new testament before that there was no society that may be true with regard to the west but it is not true as regards the whole world often while i was lecturing in london a very intellectual and intelligent friend of mine would argue with me and one day after using his weapons against me he suddenly exclaimed but why did not your rishis come to england to teach us i replied because there was no england to come to would they preach to the forests 50 years ago said ingersoll to me you would have been hanged in this country if you had come to preach you would have been burnt alive or you would have been stoned out of the villages so there is nothing unreasonable in the supposition that civilization existed 1400 years before christ it is not it settled whether civilization has always come from the lower to the higher the same arguments and proofs that have been brought forward to prove this proposition can also be used to demonstrate that the savage is only a degraded civilized man the people of china for instance can never believe that civilization sprang from a savage state because the con- uh, the contrary is within their experience but when you talk of the civilization of america what you mean is the perpetuity and the growth of your own race it is very easy to believe that the hindus who have been declining for 700 years were highly civilized in the past we cannot prove that it is not so there is not one single instance of any civilization being spontaneous there was not a race in the world which became civilized unless another civilized race came and mingled with that race the origin of civilization must have must have belonged so to say to one or two races who went abroad spread their ideas and intermingled with other races and thus civilization spread for practical purposes let us talk in the language of modern science but i must ask you to bear in mind that as there is religious superstition so also there is a superstition in the ma- superstition in the matter of science there are priests who take up religious work as their speciality 
so also there are priests of physical law scientists as soon as a great scientist's name like darwin or huxley is cited we follow blindly it is the fashion of the day 99% of what we call scientific knowledge is mere theories and many of them are no better than the old superstitious stations of ghosts with many heads and hands but with this difference that the later differentiated man a little from stocks and stones true science asks us to be cautious just as we should be careful with priests so we should be with scientists begin with disbelief disbelief analyze test prove everything and then take it some of the most current beliefs of modern science have not been proved even in such a science as mathematics the vast majority of its theories are only working hypothesis with the advent of greater knowledge they will be thrown away in 1400 bc before christ a great sage made an attempt to arrange analyze and generalize upon certain psychological facts he was followed by many others who took up parts of that he had discovered and made a special study of them the hindus alone of the ancient races took up the study of this branch of knowledge in right earnest i am teaching you now about it but how many of you will practice it how many days how many months will it be before you give it up you are impractical on this subject in india they will preserve for ages and ages you will be astonished to hear that they have no churches no common prayers or anything of the kind but they every day still practice the breathings and try to concentrate the mind and that is the chief part of their devotion <coughs> these are the main points <coughs> every hindu must do this it is the religion of the country only each one may have a special method a special form of breathing a special form of concentration and what is one's special method even one's wife need not know the father need not know the sons but they have to do it, to do this and there is nothing occult about these things the word occult has no bearing on them near the ganga thousands and thousands of people may be seen daily sitting on its banks breathing and concentrating with closed eyes there may be two reasons that make certain practices impracticable for the general generality of mankind one is the teachers hold that ordinary people are not fit for them there may be some truth in this but it is due more to pride the second is the fear of persecution a man for instance would not like to practice breathing publicly in this country because he would be thought so queer it is not the fashion here on the other hand in india if a man prayed give us this day our daily bread people would laugh at him nothing could be more foolish to the hindu mind than to say our father which are in heaven the hindu when he worships thinks that god is within himself so we will stop here for today in this is the fifth session next sixth session we will see tomorrow thank you thank you one and all